What are you going to be for Halloween this year? Boy, as a kid, you get asked that. As you become a parent, then you're trying to figure out what your kids want to be. When I was a kid, my first real, when I, I remember being really, really excited about dressing up was my Cinderella costume. And I want to tell you something. Um, my Cinderella costume back in the day was a whole lot different than the Cinderella costumes out there now. I mean, they're gorgeous, right? The whole Disney costume. It looks just like Cinderella in the movie. All the princesses, they're beautiful. They have matching shoes. They have gorgeous gowns. I mean, there was none of that. There was some flimsy little, uh, it was almost not fabric. I'm not even sure what it was. It was almost like a sack of some sort and it had little ties in the back of it almost like a hospital gown that you would put over your clothes you couldn't wear it by itself I mean you had to wear clothes actually underneath it and so it would tie in the back like a hospital gown and the back end would be open but it was like a little you know painted on you know everything that she wore like the jewelry and everything um, and like the glass slippers I think were actually on the you know, the thing that you tied on you, you know what I mean? It was like like wearing those T-shirts of the where you're a bride, but you're not wearing it or a tuxedo. It was kind of like that. And then the mask. Oh, my gosh. The mask was like this hard, thin plastic with an elastic tie stapled to either end. And you put it over your head and in front of your face. And there were little cutouts for your eyes and for your mouth. And that was it. And you could barely breathe and barely see. But you thought you looked spectacular and you would go from house to house and sooner or later you'd decide it would be a good idea to stick your tongue through the little mouthpiece and it would cut your tongue. That is my first memory of my Halloween costume. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast! And mom cast. They've gotten better through the years, Greg. I must say. Yeah. <laughs> but there's still, for me, that, that um, fun challenge to create your own. The right. kind of DIY. Like, right. I don't want my kids just going out and buying Iron Man costumes. I think part of the fun of dressing up is using your imagination and, and piecing things together or making things or sewing things together. Um, my mom tried to do that and was not... Very good. My mom was great at a lot of things and actually a very good sewer and seamstress, but never really great at making Halloween costumes. So, uh, ironically enough, my dad and I were the, uh, I guess, Pinterest moms, you would say, <laughs> of Halloween. We loved every year uh, making our own costumes and mm -hmm. we made like a haunted garage and we built props and different things. And, and, and I still continue that to this day with my kids and we're planning on making the costumes for my kids this year. Wow. Um, but yeah. I applaud you because I am not. You know that about me. I am. I get that from my mom. She obviously, you know, buying the, the costumes every year, you'd get them in this little box. That's what they <laughs> right, look like. Right, and right. they had clear plastic on top. That's what you did then. And then as I got older, we actually did use some creativity. But my mom was just not good at it. And that's where I, I get that because she made me one year. I wanted to be Raggedy Ann. Right. One year. Okay. Really badly. And I got to give her some kudos. She actually sewed a really cute Raggedy Ann costume together for me. 
It was a big deal. I think I was in sixth grade. Okay. And I was hosting my first party. Oh, this is a big deal, Mom. Because my birthday's in October, so she had a birthday party for me when I was turning, I was 12 in sixth grade. It was a big deal. Sure. So she did a good job on my Raggedy Ann costume, except for one thing. She got me a mop. (laughs) She went out and bought a brand new mop for my hair, which makes sense if you know what Raggedy Ann looks like. I think her hair is made out of like a mop. Yarny. Um, yeah, yarn, sure. very yeah, yarn. Yeah, okay. Yarn would have been better than a mop. A mop. <laughs> and the reason I say that is she secured this mop on my head and she'd like, I don't know what she did, but she didn't make it, she didn't make it orange. Okay. So I had like a mop on my head and it was a brand new mop and she had it secured. And I think there was actually like a tie underneath my head. <laughs> well, not thinking, we also had bobbing for apples oh, great so you know where that's yeah, going yeah. 12 years old it's my birthday party <laughs> and i stick my head in and in goes the mop and i come up and it weighs like a thousand pounds and then the water's just dripping down and i'm completely <laughs> soaked all the makeup and the mascara you know to make my eyelashes around my eyes everything just an absolute mess <laughs> so Pinterest fail yeah big Before time Pinterest was a thing <laughs> yes Big time. So that's why I I don't. I'm one that buys costumes. But that's always kind of the debate. I I think it's great to use your imagination. And actually with Liv, we've done both. I don't make anything, but I will go into a closet and say, here, we've got this or we've got that. Piecing stuff together. And you can piece stuff together and maybe stick a pillow in the belly. Yes. Yes, exactly. That you can do. And we have done it. And I think that's just as fun. You yeah. know, to come up with your own thing. And the other thing, too, is when they're really little, you get to pick out their costumes. So, <laughs> so Davis was, uh, he was Ace Ventura when he was one. So <laughs> and he had no idea no, what that was. And Mabel's going to be uh, the uh, uh, Danny, the dragon queen from uh, Game of Thrones. And nice. she, she doesn't know who that no is. Clue. It just, it just, no clue. <laughs> well, I did like a breakfast uh, at Tiffany's theme okay. with Liv and My Fair Lady. She had like this that. great My Fair Lady costume. And then the next year she did breakfast at Tiffany's. So I did this old, this whole um, Audrey Hepburn thing. And she had no idea who it was. <laughs> but all the teachers are like, oh my gosh, it's the best costume. Right, right, right. And she had no idea. Yep. Um, by the way, we'll post some pictures. We'll sure. dig up some pictures yep. so you can see them. And we'd love to see your, uh, your pictures as well of some of your great costumes or maybe... The costume fails. <laughs> Which are just as funny. Yeah, they are funny. I wish I had that Raggedy Ann. I really do. I would love to show a picture of that. But on our uh, MomCast Facebook page, we'll trick or treat at Beggar's Night, whatever you want to call it, just around the corner, no matter where you are. Something a lot of parents have to deal with is trying to take their kids who have food allergies trick or treating. And I know, Greg, you have a son who's got a food allergy. Peanut allergy. Davis has a peanut allergy. Yeah, we're going to talk with uh, a gal that's written a blog about this. She's a mom of four. She has 18-month-old twins that have peanut allergies. She's got information on the Teal Pumpkin Project that you're going to want to know about if you'd like to help out all those parents and kiddos that have food allergies on trick-or-treat night. I couldn't imagine telling my kids, you know, as the twins get older, I'm sorry, babies, you can't go trick-or-treating. You know, it's not safe, which is horrible. So that's why the Teal Pumpkin Project is is so exciting and getting so much momentum because put the Teal Pumpkin out, get your non-food giveaways, and that's it. You've you've included and, and you made a special night for somebody that may not have had. 
got it. We also had a chance to talk to you moms. We were out and about, and uh, you guys have some really funny uh, Halloween fails and some Halloween triumphs. Hello, I'm Kristen, and I currently live in Pataskala, Ohio. Okay, let me preface this by saying Halloween is my favorite holiday of the entire year. No thanks to my mother. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, there's okay. a story there. So my most memorable costume, my mom was a maker. I was the oldest of five. She made costumes all the time. So half man, half woman. Oh, wow. Sewn. Now, if you looked at me face on, I looked like a complete idiot. <laughs> but if, if, I, if you got my profile... <laughs> I was styling. <laughs> I swear to goodness. It was oh hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Mustache, slicked back hair on one side, one boob. One boob. Nice. Yeah. I'm not going to ask about the other parts. No, no. Oh. Okay. oh. No, we weren't anatomically Mom, she let me down. <laughs> That's hilarious. But now It was love the 80s. That wasn't right. politically correct. No. You love... So now you love Halloween? I love Halloween. Not because of that. No. No. But those pictures are really, really comical. My name is Kim Whalen, and I am from Pataskala. All right, Kim, we're talking Halloween costumes. Did your right? mom make the Halloween costumes? Did you buy? Did you have to throw things together? What did you do? No, she usually bought them because she had six of us, and oh. she was involved in everything. And... So she had no time to, to make costumes. Now, can we talk about the costumes when we were kids? Yes. They're not the elaborate, lovely no. costumes that kids have today. Yeah, and we had I all those plastic masks. Yes. Yes, those plastic gross masks. Right. And your face would get all sweaty and right. everything. under. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you, because I talked about this. Did you ever stick your tongue? Through the, through the little and of cut course. your yeah 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 because you know they were so safe back then. <laughs> and when you would breathe, you sounded like Darth Vader. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you didn't even need a Darth this, Vader costume. Yeah, you were under this mask, <laughs> and we thought they were fabulous. Yes. <laughs> Amy Caroli, um, Lancaster, Ohio. I make my costumes because you, it's got to be handmade, right? I agree. <laughs> I made my poor son become Bubble Boy. I wrapped his poor body in bubble wrap, and the poor kid couldn't move. He looked like a, I can't remember his name from the Christmas story where he is in the snowsuit, but Ralphie only in, he has Ralphie. brother, whoever it is. <laughs> but he was in bubble wrap, and the poor kid couldn't walk. It was terrible. We made it about six or seven houses, and he said, this is enough, Mom, no. My name is Danielle from Mount Vernon, Ohio. Um, did your mom ever make costumes for you, or did she typically buy them? She made one once, and once. then we started buying them after that. <laughs> after that once. <laughs> well, what happened? Tell me about it. Might be a coincidence, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to be Bubbles uh, from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah. And um, there was this beautiful costume, uh, but it was very expensive. And so my mom decided to make this yarn wig. Uh, that kept getting in my face and ultimately fell apart and that was traumatizing for a third grader. Um, <laughs> I had these gigantic cardboard goggles that were supposed to be like the big blue eyeballs and it just looked really funny and awkward but later I appreciated her effort more than anything. <laughs> in third grade it's harder to appreciate that effort. Mm -hmm. When you get older you're like 
That was very nice that she did it. It's pretty much like anything that mom does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You grow up and apologize for all the things you did. <laughs> Kathy Carnap, Columbus, Ohio. My most memorable Halloween costume is um, I was in sixth grade and I dressed up as a Boy Scout and I wore my brother's Boy Scout uniform because I always wanted to be one, which is kind of apropos for right now because they're letting girls in, right? Because you can be one now. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> what year was it? Uh, well, a long time ago. <laughs> So I know not to ask that question. A, yes, I was a trailblazer. Lisa from Columbus. All right, Lisa, do you make your kids' costumes for Unfortunately Halloween? Unfortunately not. I'm a bad mom. No, you're not a bad mom. I wish I could. I see all these cute little costumes, and I'm like, no. It's just, it takes too much time. You know what? I'm not crafty either, and I've never made one, and I long to do that. Right. But every time I try, it's an absolute and utter disaster right I mean come on I'm jealous of the moms that can right. do honestly I am right. but I just can't do it so my kids are happy with me ordering it off of Amazon and that's just the way it is well then see you you're a good mom <laughs> because you're like me <laughs> Tara from Canal Winchester when I was in college and I was old enough to drink um, I went to a party and I was dressed as a sexy pirate and I was a little intoxicated <laughs> And um, this guy that I kind of liked was dressed as a tube of mustard. Okay. And he had his face painted yellow. And so we were making out at the party. And then the day after, when I looked at all the pictures from the night, I looked really, really cute, aside from the fact that my face was covered in yellow paint. Linda from Dublin. Leslie from Mount Vernon. And you are mom and daughter. Right. Yes. Linda, you made your daughter's costume one year. I made it of a lot of years, but the favorite one was the year I made them dogs. Okay, that sounds sweet, but why wasn't it really sweet? She made my sister hold my leash the entire night so I couldn't get away from her. So really, Mom, you were putting her on a leash? Yes, I was, because she ran away a lot. I don't know what it is about little ones, but they love to take off. So that was brilliant, actually. Now, you know, they make those now. Aren't they adorable, the little leashes for kids? Was it like, is it like put you in a, do you see that and you get back to bad memories? I do, but now they're a lot cuter. Now they get like animals on the front. And back then, all I had was a collar and a regular dog leash. Wow. Now you didn't put one of those that you can make a slight correction, did you? No, I, and it wasn't around her neck. It looked like it was around her neck, but it was actually hooked around her middle. You had like a harness. It was a belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you appreciate it now that you're older? Yeah, I think that she probably was in the right. I did run away a lot. Did you like the bought costumes or the ones your mom made through the years? I really liked the ones she made. My favorite was when she made me into Elvira. Um, I had a huge black wig. She got all the right makeup. She got me this wonderful black dress. It was a lot of fun. See, Mom, it's all worth it. Yeah, it was. And... We didn't have money for the expensive costumes, and they were always standouts. Well, you know what? For some kids, trick-or-treating well, can be, well, tricky. Sorry, but that, that is true due to allergies and lots of other things going on. Uh, but I found a blog I loved reading, and I think it's good information for you about the Teal Pumpkin Project, written by Mom of Four. Two of her children have food allergies, Liz Miller. I mean, four kids, you're a blogger, you're busy, you're all over social media. 
So I am actually a contributor for Columbus Moms Blog, which is where you found my post about the Teal Pumpkin Project. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can find the Columbus Moms Blog. The easiest way to get there is probably just through our Facebook page, which is by the same name, or on Instagram, Columbus Moms Blog. Um, And then I have a a blog as well. My handle for Instagram is Liz Bonjay, which is L-I-Z-B-O-N underscore J. It's like a high school nickname that I can't get rid of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can find my um, Instagram by that name, and my blog is linked there as well. Okay, and and so you're talking to us, and th- that's why I love this, just as a mom who had to go out and kind of dig up some information. And with Halloween coming up, I wanted to shed a little bit of light on the Teal Pumpkin Project, because I brought it up a couple of times to other moms, and immediately they think it's something else. I mean, they there are a lot of moms that do not know what it means, or if they're at Target or out shopping somewhere and they see one, they, they think it's just the pumpkin that's going to go with their decor. <laughs> they just think it's cute. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so I, I think that the, so the Teal Pumpkin Project um, was really created to raise awareness for food allergies and to promote inclusion for all trick-or-treaters. But if you have no idea about food allergies, you don't have a friend or a relative that, um, you know, that has food allergies, you see these beautiful teal pumpkins. I'm so excited that they picked that color because it's so pretty mm-hmm. as opposed to like a primary red or a purple. Right. Everybody loves that color. It's like the it color right now. So you're walking in Target and you're like, oh, look at these cute pumpkins. And you buy it, and then you have it, and you don't really know. And then somebody's going to be knocking on your door going, (laughs) you're supporting the Teal Pumpkin Project. And so spreading the word about what it actually is, I think, is really important. So what Um, happens is when you have that, if you have a Teal Pumpkin and you put it out, you've made a commitment to do what? You have made a commitment to, it's so easy, to offer non-food treats for trick-or-treaters. So the night of trick-or-treat, Get your teal pumpkin or, you know, beforehand, get your teal pumpkin, put it in the yard, put it on the porch, and go down the target aisle, the same aisle you find the teal pumpkin, and stock up on stickers or pencils or bubbles or vampire teeth. And that's it. So then you've got these food allergy families that are coming around where they may not have even been able to trick-or-treat in the past. It can be dangerous. I couldn't imagine telling my kids, you know, as the twins get older, I'm sorry, babies, you can't go trick-or-treating you know, it's not safe, which is horrible. So that's why the Teal Pumpkin Project is is so exciting and getting so much momentum because put the Teal Pumpkin out, get your non-food giveaways, and that's it. You've you've included and, and you made a special night for somebody that may not have had it. And that's the thing. I thought it was just peanuts, but it's really all allergies. There's so many other allergies out there. Uh, so it's it's definitely the, the non-food treats is what what we're yeah. doing here. Okay. Yeah, you're definitely committing to doing that because there are some very, um, it's not just peanuts and tree nuts. You know, kids have severe dairy allergies, severe egg allergies, and there's a lot of cross-contamination. Um, mm-hmm. So allergies are really complicated. And again, I did not know that. So having those non-food treats, that that's the point. You're including everybody. Nobody's getting left out. Well, and the thing, too, is you have to keep them separate. A lot of people might not know that if you don't have a child with a food allergy of any kind, you may not understand. Uh, you can't put treats in a bowl and then throw the non-food treats in that same bowl. I mean, 
they can't touch it in some cases. They mm-hmm. can't exactly. come in contact with it. So it needs to be separate. So I just think it's a wonderful thing. There are also, I know they have a Facebook page. Um, I've looked through all this information, and we'll post all of that as well. Um, so you can do just a little bit of homework ahead of time. You can put a sign in your window if you can't go get a pumpkin. Um, there are things you can print off right on your own computer or at work and take home. Uh, but the idea is that parents will know as they're heading through the neighborhood that this is a safe place to bring a kid with an allergy. Exactly. And I think the best website is foodallergy.org. Um, www.foodallergy.org, and you can go on there, and that is the Food Allergy Research and Education's website, and they have a lot of printables. They have a bunch of free printables, so if you did want to put a little sign or something, it basically has the picture of the teal pumpkin, and it says there are non-food treats available here. And you mentioned online, for parents that are going through uh, allergies with their kids, and maybe they're new to it, like you said, your your twins are 18 months old, so you've had some time to do some homework. There are a lot of support Facebook pages out there, too, right? There are a ton, and a lot of them are private. So what you do is you, um, you know, search nut allergies or moms with, you know, nut allergy families or whatever, and then you, you do have to get accepted. So they're private, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are just posting about foods that are safe or, um, you know, a lot of them are posting about their anaphylactic experience. I've learned so much about what to do if, you know, what are the signs of anaphylaxis? What do I do if the twins actually, if I think that that's happening? And how do I use my EpiPen? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Because, again, if you haven't gone through it, you don't know. So I feel like just reading is really the only tool that I have right now. That's a scary thing. I, I've also found out uh, my son Davis is five and he's uh, allergic to peanuts. And lately I've been uh, realizing that I'm a, I'm a big hypocrite. You know, I really want to support the peanut uh, free zones and the allergy free zones. But I love peanut butter. I love those. I want to pass out candy at Halloween. Have you had to uh, struggle with that uh, kind of the same concept there, Liz, where you're you know, you really want to support them, but then you're also giving your other kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, convenience is everything. So again, I have four kids that are six and under and my oldest goes to first grade and I have, I pack her lunch a lot and it is really hard to pack an allergy free lunch. Like I'm not going to lie. And I've, so my twins were diagnosed nine months ago. So I've had nine months to all this research, get ready for my daughter to go to school Um, the peanut part isn't so hard for me. Like it's easy for me not to pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'll just use sun butter or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's the other allergies. Again, I'm the hypocrite because my boys only have peanut and tree nuts, but there are people that have a wheat allergy. So I want to pack a sandwich for my kid, right? Right. How do you find bread that doesn't have wheat in it? And then you send it and there's traces of wheat on the table. It's really, I mean, it's difficult. It's not easy. Well, I have to tell you, as a mom whose uh, little one had an allergy early on and was able to grow out of it, and not every kid will do that, we worked with a, a doctor to help us do that. Hers was not severe. Um, it's difficult even past that. I was a room parent coming up with treats, coming up with something that would be safe for all the kids mm-hmm. in the room is really something that you have to take a look at. But it can be done. It just takes a little bit of effort. But I know some parents that are like, I don't even want to bring a, I don't want to be responsible right. for the treat because right. I'm so afraid I'm going to hurt a child. 
when my son had his birthday, he goes to preschool and he's four years old. And, and, and this way, I, I actually wasn't a hypocrite. I was thinking about the twins and thinking, you know, I want to celebrate Wesley's birthday with his class. I brought in, um, I went to the dollar store and I just got coloring books instead yeah. of bringing cupcakes for his mm-hmm. birthday. So he got to give all of his friends a little dollar coloring book. Um, so it just veering away from the food in general, I think it's catching on. You know, a lot of the schools aren't allowing people to bring food in anymore and encouraging right. them to, you know, bring in little gadgets or little coloring books or stickers. Um, and I hope that that continues to catch on because it really gives me peace of mind. Back to the, the teal pumpkin thing. It's it's even more important than ever. It's going right. to be a trend. Yeah, yeah because I, I just it's heartbreaking to see any kid that can't participate in something. I mean, you just don't want that to happen. You want everybody to be able to do it. And I think for most of us, we would all agree on that. It's just having the knowledge. And, and knowing what to do. Uh, Liz, thank you. Um, again, how can we find your blog? Go to Columbus Mom's blog, and you can find my post on the Teal Pumpkin Project under my name. One of the silver linings about that, though, is I get all of his Reese's Cups yeah. <laughs> at the end of, of Beggar's <laughs> Night. So as you're getting ready for trick-or-treaters, Beggar's Night, please make sure if you get a chance to get a Teal Pumpkin, and again, you don't have to spend the money, you can even go to Facebook and look up the Teal Pumpkin Project, and there are printables that you can print off on your computer and post in your windows. I've seen people even paint a pumpkin exactly. just in teal. Yeah. which could be a challenge, but <laughs> <laughs> you can give it a try. We'll just buy one. Yeah, there are lots of ways to participate. And if you get a chance, don't forget, post your pictures of all your ghosts, your goblins, your great... I mean, some of you are so talented at making your kids' costumes, others are a bit challenged like me. We'd love to see all of them on our Facebook page. Subscribe at iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and share with your moms and have a happy Halloween.